0: Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good, good, good. Uh, Me too. (laughs) How how are you doing, man? No, 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 you had your chance. On the B-Roll Podcast, we review and break down and riff on science fiction and science fiction adjacent Television shows, movies, short films, miniseries, what have you. Today's a Thursday, so we'll be doing something besides a movie. Actually, it's doing something um, we've never done before. Or I guess a, a type of media we've never done before. So what, uh, what did we watch, Chris? We watched the... I don't know if I want to call it a YouTube original, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's hosted elsewhere. He, he does have it up for download, I think. So, of A fan film that we watched it on YouTube is what i mean but Star Trek First Frontier yeah it Released was uh, for Star Trek Day just a few weeks ago yes this is directed by Kenneth Smith who as far as I'm aware, is his only credit other than something called crazy to crazy, but it hasn't been released yet. Yeah, and he's just a producer on that, it looks like. Just a yeah. producer. He's yeah, not well, the director, is what I yeah, mean. Uh, he's he on this particular thing, he is the director, he is an actor, a writer, a costume designer, and the editor. So Yeah, yeah. He got to play probably the best role. If I had a role in a one off Star Trek episode, that is the role I would want. Are you sure? Transporter room operator. Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic i'm out <laughs> <laughs> something goes wrong it's your fault man <laughs> exactly exactly it's such an important position such an important position it launched chief o'brien's entire career I, anyways i don't think it did but sure. no i don't think it did either. <laughs> no so this is our first kind of fan film now, typically we do uh, our our stick is straight to stream so this falls underneath it is straight to stream There's no other way to release a fan fan film. You can't show it in the theaters. And I wouldn't want to show this one in the theaters regardless. (laughs) What did you think of the movie, Chris? Um or i'm sorry i do you want to blurb me can you find a blurb uh yeah there, it's on imdb my friend aha <laughs> uh-huh. the story of the initial launch of the starship uss enterprise in 2245 under the command of robert captain robert april with his wife Commander sarah april Commander, commander yeah which one did i say you said Commander. Oh, i don't know sorry is that like amanda but different sorry man that's my <laughs> it's my speech. What do you want? <laughs> no. I want you to change it. I, yeah. I, so that's i uh, I'm a very... sick and tired of you saying "robot," but you still do it. <laughs> <sighs> how dare you! First of all. <laughs> second of all, no, no. So we get a we get the story of Captain Robert April and how he becomes captain of the Enterprise, the first captain of the Enterprise, well, which is something that what technically he was the second one. Technically, he was the second one. He got beat out by a couple of days. Apparently He's the first are, one to go on a five-year mission. These, yeah. these are canon characters. Did you know that? I Robert, did, yes. April was Sarah April. I didn't find out until after the fact. So I looked up Robert April because he is, uh, there's an Easter egg of him in Discovery. They have the computer. They're doing some sort of training program, I think. I can't remember exactly, but they pull up, have the computer pull up the best or the most highly decorated starship captains in the history of the Federation. And Robert April is on the top of the list. So I ended up looking him up. So he was originally, I think, in the animated series. Uh, Yes, I I think he was created originally in the animated series. Depending on, I guess, different sources, because I did read through his memory alpha after watching the movie today, that Captain Pike was his first officer at some point, possibly, depending on the canon. Yeah, which is the animated series. I don't think his established canon. I think it's recognized as canon by most Trekkies or Trekkers. But um, I don't think in the official... Oh, in the uh, in the credits for First Frontier, he goes out of his way to, to make sure that you know that he considers the animated yeah. series seasons four and five of the original, which, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah. My favorite part about Robert April's Memory Alpha entry is that the picture they use for him is Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> well, I think it wasn't his animated appearance based on gene roddenberry oh i don't know i didn't read it that closely i think so i can't be sure i think it's got a looser fitting uniform it's pretty interesting if you're gonna set a fan film based in the original series more or less the original series time frame this would be what 10 years before the original series if i got my star trek correctly (laughs) Well, assuming that Robert April completed his five-year mission and Pike, Captain Pike, completed his five-year mission or close to it, it's roughly 10 years prior to it. So apparently the name Robert April uh, originated in the first Star Trek pitch. He was going to be the captain of the Enterprise and eventually changed it to Christopher Pike. And then, of course, after the failed pilot, they do a second pilot when they change it to James T. Kirk which says mm-hmm. middle initial is the same as Robert T. April, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or, well, no, it looks like his middle initial changed <laughs> a few times. But, you know, things go through their different iterations and whatnot. Anyways. But, yeah, so it's interesting they're using some canon characters, but uh, the story's never been told. So they've, they've set it squarely in the original series, canon timeline, but with events that have never been talked about. So you could theoretically treat the fan film as canon. Even if they use the turbo lifts wrong the entire time, no big deal, no yeah. big deal. So yeah, what did you think? Well, before I ask you what you think, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get something out of the way. I know, man. The, I'm just teasing you hard this, right now. Teasing you hard. My notes are just waiting. No, I no. know. Because there's something very obvious that we should get out of the way when it comes to this film. I think you know what it is. It's talked about in the description on YouTube. Almost every comment on YouTube is going to mention it. The sound and audio mixing, I guess sound and audio, just just the audio mixing in this uh, fan film is I, atrocious. I think what you're talking about is the lack of mixing. <laughs> well, it's mixed. It's just not. Um, I mean, in, in the fact that sound effects are over dialogue or over, you know, soundtrack and not in that order always. So apparently they ran out of money, and he was trying to get it out for Star Trek Day. In my opinion, he shouldn't have. He should have just taken the L and released it a little later. But I get it. And he already talked about releasing a special edition or or some other whatnot that... The Smith would fix cut. Some of those issues yeah right the Smith cut? <laughs> i think it was but i think it's just adjusting the audio and maybe some of the cgi which i thought the cgi was fine but eh. i just wanted to get that out of the way since i know that's gonna be that's something that everyone is complaining about it made it very difficult to watch it makes it very difficult for me to recommend this to anybody but the most hardcore of star trek fans i think my biggest issue was the lack of available subtitles I think that was my oh, major I actually issue. tried to turn subtitles on because I couldn't hear them over the didn't. sound of anything and there's none. There are yeah, none that's what I meant. Like I would have been mixing issues aside, I would have been okay if I would have been able to hear or at least be able to read what they were saying. But there were Sure. I was I was watching this and I had my finger on the the volume swell. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's important like scenes where people are talking and I'm jacking the volume all the way up so I can hear what they're saying, but I'm also trying to type notes. So I have to type really, really, really fast and then drop the volume back down when someone fires a phaser because I don't want to blow out my (laughs) eardrums. Yeah. That, Um, yeah, no, I I was in the same boat with my remote. Yeah. So it's just, it was too much. So if you're you're a real hardcore Star Trek fan, I definitely, it's, you know, I've, I've maybe, but like I said, it's just, it's hard to recommend just because of that issue until it gets fixed. But, and i've kind of tipped my hand on how i feel i just thought we would talk about the audio issues and get sure. that out of the way sure, let's sure. let's right. ignore the audio issues for the rest of the review <laughs> or uh, uh, except for our recommendations if that if that makes sense sorry what did you think of this fan film actually no what did you think of this fan <laughs> film so when we watched ninjack hmm. yes. versus the valiant universe yeah which we i don't think we've actually released as an episode of our podcast no, we have not yet. But, but maybe uh, by the time this is out i'm not sure yeah I had complaints and I think that I articulated eventually that my complaints are practically 100% negated strictly based on the fact that it was uh, is a it's free and in the same Mm. vein I think a lot of my complaints about this movie like I think some of the acting is not great you said you didn't have a whole lot of complaints about the CG I have a lot of complaints about the CG there's a part where a shuttle is crab walking (laughs) like it's it's flying via a strafe I didn't need that. Hmm. I must have missed that. There's um, I'm sure. I, I think at the beginning, there was this really intentionally bad stuttering of the enterprise flying past the title sequence. And if it wasn't intentional, I've got to talk to somebody because it was really bad. It felt like <sighs> they were trying to mimic the effects from the sixties. A hundred percent. And there's, there were some green screen moments that, you know, they're green screen. Sure. They're do? green screen. Yeah. Uh, but that not only said, is it free, it's also a fan, like it's a not yeah. professionally made <laughs> deliberately, sure, right? So it's hard to yeah. That's what I mean. Like all of mm. my complaints are in a vacuum meaningless because this is free. There are sure. some I don't want to say big name actors, but there are some people who have done some stuff that were in this yeah. movie. Most famously Barry Corbin. I don't know if you recognized him, yeah. uh Captain April's father. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. kind of out of nowhere, really. He's been in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't recognize him from Critters 2, but I remember that he was in Critters 2. <laughs> oh, sure. That's where you want to remember him from. <laughs> no, no. He, he's just, he has been in a bunch of things. Like if you yes. look at his IMDB page, he has been in a lot of stuff. I think going back to 1976. Oh, I don't doubt it. And he's old. So like think of how many other things he could have been. He was also Uncle Bob in Urban Cowboy. Which is probably what he's most famous for. I don't know if you've ever seen Urban Cowboy with Johnny T in it. I don't. That doesn't sound familiar. Oh, it it's worth a watch because it's so ridiculous. If you've never seen Urban Cowboy, it's about a guy who rides a mechanical bull, marries a girl he's he's known for ten minutes, gets into a fight with another guy because the guy the other guy rides the mechanical bull better, and then somehow there's an explosion and someone dies. So you urban cat. Urban Cowboy, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm surprised you're skipping right to him over our initial voiceover. Oh no, I just meant like because we don't actually see Nichelle, no, we no, no, hear no. her they, voice. You could tell yeah. she recorded that into her phone or something and sent oh, it yeah, to Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. in terms of the actors that we actually get to see on screen, sure, there was a couple that had been in some stuff. Lieutenant Lira apparently has been in movies that you and I should watch: Three Headed Shark Attack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh! Breakfast which one was with- Lero? Is that the Andorian? Yes, breakfast with Clark. Which the title art is just a it's eggs with a Superman symbol, and she is credited as Wonder Woman. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if this is a good movie. Okay. I just I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the CG, and I'm not going to talk about the acting, I'm not going to talk about the sound, I'm not going to talk about the effects. Oh, you want to just talk about the plot itself? I think so. I th- I honestly I think it might be the pacing. I think the pacing of this movie is my biggest issue. Hmm. Maybe the editing is what you want to maybe out a bit. Yeah. Maybe. Because it just goes. And again, it, it could all be based on the fact that it's a fan film. But there's a lot of sequences where things just happen, which don't make any sense. Like when he calls over to the Constitution, he's speaking with a captain. He just, he's, he's like, where are you at? And before the guy can finish his sentence, he's like, I need you to go to Earth. And before the guy can finish his sentence, he's like, I need you to arm your weapons. I need you to leave. It's just the pacing is off. Mm. Uh, Maybe I didn't catch that, but I might have been fiddling with the volume at the time. It sounds like an editing issue because you're talking about two different people in different scenes being edited together. Well, I mean, that was just an example. I mean, but no, no, overall, yeah, sure, the, sure, sure. the pace, I think, I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I what I have a problem with, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I, 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 I did enjoy. I was thoroughly a lot of it. entertained. I liked the old, oh, you're talking about the CGI. I liked the old school effects quite a bit. Like they, they just did that instead of trying to make it different. They were just like, well, we're going to make it look like something you would do in you know 1962. And that's what they did. And I I don't know. I don't have any, I just like I said, I didn't have any problems with that. The monsters are very much monster of the week type monsters. It felt like a very kind of Star Trekian, if you will, story. Oh, it's very, it's very Star Trek. It was it arguably yeah. better than some other Star Trek. <laughs> so but that's an argument we don't have to take shots at lower decks huh already n- n- no i wasn't because i feel like lower <laughs> decks is that's pretty good maybe as we go through the plot i might be able to like pick out specific instances sure. where i talk sure. about the pacing being off absolutely but, um, i still i i would recommend it if the audio issues weren't if you're if you're a sci-fi fan and you and you like that kind of era of science fiction it can be it's a lot of fun but unless they add subtitles as we mentioned, or fix the audio issues. I, I really can't say you hit, like, unless you're the most hardcore Star Trek fan and you just can't get enough of it. Somehow I would say hold off. That's, that stinks because it's it. otherwise it's a fun plot, interesting characters. I enjoyed the ride and it stinks for a, a technical issue to get in the way of it. But there, yeah. you know, it does. I can see that. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You get what I'm putting down? I'm picking, I'm picking up what you're cooking. Okay. Okay. How did you like the uniforms? No, not that. No, because they're the, just the original series uniforms. But I like that they went back to in the original series how every ca- every uh, ship had a different emblem. I guess I don't remember. You know, like how he has like a flower type emblem on his chest instead of the delta. The whole movie. Uh, I figured that was just because he was um, he wasn't uh, in space anymore. Because the admiral that he's talking to also has that on right. his shirt. So if I figured I recall, it was. I, I thought it was just a. Um, we're stationed on Earth or slash space dock, so we're going to wear this instead of the actual fleet uniforms. I could be wrong. No, I think that every ship... Because when they talk to the Constitution later, it has a. they have another emblem as well. Oh, fair enough. They established that in the original series, and they kind of abandoned it later. Even Discovery, everyone just uses the Delta. But Discovery, it's... I'm not going to get into this conversation. Discovery is a reboot, visually speaking. So I'm not... It doesn't bother me, but makes sense. I, I like that in this, they went out of their way to have the different emblems and whatnot. It's nice. I actually just scrubbed to that scene and I see it. So there you go. Fair enough. I mean, it's cool. I don't remember that from the original series. So the only other time that I remember them seeing another Starfleet ship and you actually see the bridge was, in fact, I think the constitution being piloted by a Commodore. And he had a completely different uniform, so I thought that was just that. Mm. Just a different uniform. So Gotcha, gotcha. No, it's different emblems. Yeah. So, the first Frontier, 7.2 out of 10, with a median of 8? Yeah. Uh. People are ignoring those audio issues. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I said I was going to bring it up once and then not bring it up again, but no, I think, I think that's fair. I think every single review that I'm scrolling through here says, sound, sound, yeah. sound. Whoever was in charge of the effect should be fired. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what someone. That's what someone typed. No, oh, yeah, no, I know. Um, fix the sound. Please fix the soundtrack. As just important as the poor lighting. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, I I, re- I really don't have anything super negative. And maybe my opinion will change. I also like. I I had to look up what the aliens were called because every time that they said their name, it sounded like they were saying Assyrian. Mm. But what they're actually saying is. Sarian, Sarian, Sarian. On IMDb, they are credited as sarin aliens. S A apostrophe R Y N. But to me, that would be Saren. Hmm. Saren. So, yeah. Saren? Isn't that a, is that another Mass Effect reference? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's also this gas. one. I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you totally a Mass Effect reference. It's also a gas from the rock. So. Oh yeah, mean I yeah. should rewatch that movie. <laughs> We should. We should start another podcast where we just go through Nicolas Cage and just do all of it and then do another Uh, one with. uh, Now, when you say we, you mean you and someone else, right? (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't want to watch Nicolas Cage movies unless I have to. I think I have a friend of ours. She'll do it. (laughs) Think she would? I think she would. I I do not doubt that she would do that. (laughs) Sorry, man. I have other things to say, but I think context. Let's get into the plot and uh, argue about things there all right our opening sequence is actually a quote by carl sagan i'm not gonna read it but oh anyone can read it if they want you should read it Uh, no uh carl sagan he's real cool if you don't know who carl sagan is i'm sad for you but probably one of the most important space scientists the past hundred years so a great science educator yes and, and this is what I'm talking about. Like at the beginning, there was like the Enterprise, fly, the Enterprise flying around, but it like stutters. And I mm. I think it had to be intentional because it was a real problem. Yeah. We get the Wrath of Khan music, which is yeah. cool. Because that's the best Star Trek music. Um, Ooh. And then, okay. And then we get our opening title sequence with Nichelle Nichols, uh, also known as Uhura. Uhuru? Uhura? You had it right the first time. Uhura? Yeah, sure. Okay. Talking about space. And then we zoom into what appears to be Space Dock, but it has the word San Francisco on it.
1: Little yeah, it's different there.
0: than Space Dock 1 or whatever it is. Yeah. It's smaller as well. i Because I think that they're supposed to be, like in the Star Trek canon, like all ships are built at the Utopia Planitia space yards, but mm-hmm. I don't know where those are. So. I mean, you named them, so. Yeah, but I don't know where Utopia Planitia is or Planitia or whatever. But I think that this isn't necessarily space dock quote-unquote it just happens to be an orbital station because these ships aren't being built like no. it looks like these ships no. have already been built and they're just getting ready to staging area yeah so I, I don't think this is the space dock it just happens to look a lot like space dock and we right. get a shuttle flying towards the enterprise woohoo you know good old ncc dash 1701 yeah the og i mean if you a... ignore all the others <laughs> we get the shot of the back of some dude's head Another person walks up behind him and calls him Rob. This guy's name, is it Dex or Dax? I couldn't tell. Yep. But uh, this is Captain Collins of the Enterprise. Rob wants to know, he's like, how long will it take to be ready? He says it's about two weeks. And then we get another ship orbiting some planetoid. We don't know exactly what it is. A man in a yellow shirt walks up to someone who he calls Lieutenant. Asks him if he's found anything. Uh, That Lieutenant says that he detects life signs all around them. Mm. But they don't see them. Ooh! And then some very spooky looking aliens appear directly behind them, turn their flashlights on, uh, and then they scream a whole bunch. And uh, then we get a scene cut. Spooky. Very spooky. I actually have spooky. (laughs) We're back at Starfleet Command, or we're arriving at Starfleet Command for the first time, I should say. Good shot of San Francisco. Yeah. Rob is talking to a counselor. They're talking about the incident. And I couldn't really tell what the incident was, but uh, apparently some people died. Apparently, It's later referred to as a supply run. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but she's like, do you want to talk about it? And he says, no. <laughs> yeah, straight up, nah, dog, I'm out. And, they, and then he leaves. And as it turns out, this was actually playback from another, like this is a, like this is archival footage. Mm. Mm-hmm. This counselor is actually talking to an admiral. And then the admiral's like, well, what do you think? Do you think he's fit for duty? And she says, no, I don't think so. Uh, and then he says, well, I want to talk to him anyways. Yeah, he's and made then, up his uh, mind. And she's not she, giving him a hard no. He's going to do it. Yeah, she's like, well, you know, Admiral. And he's like, I don't. I want to talk to him first. He comes in. He's getting the, uh, the a commendation, a Medal of Valor, an order of something. He's like, a lot of people died. And then the Admiral's like, yeah, you know, you're right. But you saved a lot of people's lives, too, which, um, you know, that's the burden of command. The admiral wants to assign Robert to the Enterprise. Ooh. And I think uh, Rob essentially just says out loud, he's like, I don't have it in me. I'm not ready to be a captain. I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. And then the admiral says, well, let me give you some classified information. He shows them, or he shows him some archival footage of what appears to be a dead human, maybe a human female. He says they were eaten alive from the inside out and that there's a symbol on the floor in blood. Mm. He's like, what's that? And he's like, well, we don't know what it is, but the Vulcans say it's from the Sarin. And what does it mean? And he says, um, what was it? Destroy everything? Yeah. Kill everything? Almost die or something. Yeah, I almost die. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Something <laughs> super generic and uh super evil. Evil. Um, <laughs> ooh, they're evil. The Vulcans believe that these things destroy for the sake of destroying. And so the Admiral asks him again, he says, Captain Robert April. I want you to command the Enterprise. I want you to go out there. I want you to find out what's going on. I want you to get back. He says, no. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Respectfully declines. Yeah. And then we scene change to him sitting alone, drinking by a fire. He's getting some flashbacks of what I think is Arlington National Cemetery, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And there's some people there. They're grieving. A woman walks in and she's like, hey, you know, your sister's not going to be able to make it. They can't, you know, she's unreachable. I don't remember what he says, but I don't think he says anything. Yeah, and, and then she uh, she says, "You know, you'll need to talk to me about Starfleet at some point." And then he just gets up and says, "Nope," and then leaves. Yep, he's out. Yeah, this guy doesn't do a whole lot of talking. Well, we're back not yet. <laughs> we're back at the. Uh, Can I say sorry? It, sure. Yeah. Talk to your significant others. That's all. Yes. This yeah. PSA uh, <laughs> from the sci-fi wise guys. Look, if you don't want to talk to them. Don't be surprised when they pack their bags and go on a five-year mission (laughs) across the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. Here's the deal to everyone out there with an SO. If you're in a codependent relationship, uh, we've discussed this before. I hate that you say codependent. That's what it's called. You need to pay attention to your significant other's feelings. And one of the ways to do that is to speak with them. Even if you have to do it in the presence of another person, like a like a professional, a licensed professional counselor, mm-hmm. everyone could use therapy. So if you can't talk to your significant other without a therapist, maybe you can do it with a therapist. But we're back at the poor man's space dock. Yeah, the admiral rolls up. He's like, "I need to talk to your wife." I think he said something along the lines, "If my wife were as radiant as yours, I would never let her go." Yeah, half as radiant that, or something. Something yeah. uh, cringy. Yes, I I didn't really count it as cringy because I think that they're all friends. So, yeah, but it doesn't, I, we don't quite know, I just, she's well, a chief, she's about to become a chief medical officer on a starship in the United Federation of Planets, and the best he can compliment her is that she's radiant. Well, I mean, was no. going to say, look man, if my wife is half as hot as yours. Well, that's what he said, just more no, sophisticated. She's just glowing. Yeah. And so, what, <laughs> Which what's... Is what you what's, say to f- pregnant? What? Never mind. Maybe, yeah. What's funny in hindsight is, whenever he says... I would never let her go. Mm. Robert just kind of chuckles, and he like keeps sipping on whatever he's drinking. But in retrospect, it's clear that the admiral doesn't know that Robert doesn't know that his wife's gonna. Yeah, be, I don't even she think, about that. Her on didn't the think about that. Enterprise, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he leaves with his wife. An old man rolls up on him, and he's he's like, "What is this? A retirement ceremony?" and then i was like who's this weird old guy and then eventually he calls him dad mm. and he's like what are you trying to quit starfleet robert doesn't say anything he says like you never wanted to quit and then they look down at some holograph or holographic display of a um cruise ship and they talk about the cruise ship about how it was the last ship to sail on the ocean which was kind of cool uh, oh, and then he talks yeah. about uh when robert was a child he would look up at the stars and say i want to explore all those stars and those stars may seem very far away now but they won't be far away when i'm older which i don't when was first contact like when did like any 2163 uh, and this is 2245 right yeah well not quite 100 years so but i mean but but robert has been alive the entire time that the united federation of planets has existed right Ooh, uh, so yeah, 20, 2063, April 5th, 2063. I, had a, I said 21, didn't I? So this is a few, almost 200 years later. So who, who are you saying has been alive for the? So 2161 is when the United Federation of Planets Correct. was founded. Yeah, I was mixing so, those two years up. I'm totally nerd. So I've got nerd cred. Let's do this. If, if it's 2045, 2245. Yeah. So he has been alive the entire time the United Federation of Planets has existed. Right, right. So the entire time he's been alive, what his dad is telling him is, you wanted to explore space, which is, you know, fair. I mean, don't we th- all, really? And then he says, uh, no matter what, I'll always respect your choices and your decisions. But I, I I, don't think he wants his son to stop being a starship captain. And yeah, the Admiral's given a speech and he's like, I want everyone to raise their hand or elevate their hand if they are alive today, thanks to Captain April. And almost everyone there raises their hand. And then he says, there are a lot more people who can't be here who are alive thanks to his actions. And while he's giving this speech, we kind of look over and uh, a ship called the Endeavor, which is another Constitution class uh, ship. I think it was its port nacelle. I don't remember exactly. Uh, starts glowing. Yeah. It turns all blue. Yeah. Robert's like, hey, what's going on out there? And then everyone looks over. The Admiral runs over to a, like a audio panel and he's like, hey, what's going on? The message was that the warp core apparently is going critical on the ship, which is weird because I don't think the warp core is stored in the nacelles, so. Mm, I don't know. I don't. It's mm. not in the TNG era for sure, but I, I don't know. Well, maybe there's a- Maybe it's being vented out towards that. Yeah, who knows. Everyone's evacuating. The ship blows up. The shockwave hits the space station. April is knocked out. The Admiral gets knocked down, uh, and then he wakes up with sarah his wife standing over mm-hmm. him and he's like what's going on she's like well we're on the courage and Sick Bay." it's revealed to him that the admiral has died <laughs> while they're sitting there like kind of talking they get a message it's someone that says hey we received this video from the sarin it's two men and a woman and the woman just happens to be his sister so that's the reason why she couldn't make it to the ceremonies because she was kidnapped yeah and, and they don't think they ever explain why they were kidnapped instead of just eaten they talk about it later later Hmm. not not why they were kidnapped but they talk about the kidnapping he goes to the enterprise on a shuttle he's talking to the pilot lieutenant ty i think is her name yeah he thinks she's too young and she's like well i know my stuff i had the high marks at the academy well it takes more than high marks it takes instinct, and experience (laughs) yeah so everyone's good in the simulator huh huh yeah yeah i mean i'm the best for sure (laughs) this shuttle is named the sagan cool yeah that was pretty cool i liked that there was another shuttle whose name i didn't catch i wonder if i didn't catch it either it might have been the Um, same one we get really 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 bad green screen here but that's okay no we've had some already you've skipped over the rest i guess you could skip over this (laughs) april wants to know about the crew I, i forget who he's talking to i think it's i think it's ty he says um i think an explosive device was snuck on board the endeavor yes then he's talking to captain collins And the captain's like, do you want want me to give you a tour? And he's like, no, 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 just send me to my quarters. Gives him the directions. And then he goes to sickbay for some reason. I don't know why. I think he was walking by. I think he was just walking down. And he happened to look to his left. And there was sickbay. Well, his wife is there. Yeah, she is. And he yells at her? He (laughs) overreacts hard. He's like, what are you doing here? He's Yeah, what the hell are you doing here? Very loudly in front of her patients. So PSA number two coming from the sci-fi wise guys if you're having an argument it's very difficult not to raise your voice a little bit but you should never resort to yelling you should never curse at them you also shouldn't yell in sickbay yeah who knows who you're gonna set off or what's gonna yeah. go on or yeah. what bad that news guy she's <laughs> giving <laughs> that guy said i was gonna die um <laughs> oh that sequence was fantastic they go to his quarters and he's like whoa 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 why would you accept a commission without telling me and she's like bro i tried to tell you trying to tell you for weeks But every time I try to talk to you, you wouldn't respond to me. Mm. They have a pretty interesting argument. It's clearly obvious that Robert's experiencing some kind of trauma. It's obvious. Yeah, he's got some sort of PTSD or or something. Yeah. He even says out loud, like, is this what he's like? I'm broken. Is that what you wanted to hear? I'm broken. Which is, I I get where Sarah is like, Mm. look, man, I've tried to communicate with you. But if if you won't communicate with me, if you won't communicate with your counselors, like, my career is my career. I'm going to say it. I think, I think Robert's being, I think he's kind of a dick. A little. She could have. Look, they're both wrong. I think they're both wrong. He is overreacting. He is, I'm going to say more wrong. However, you don't try to have a conversation. You go in there and say, hey, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, Was she really sure. just going to up and leave him? You know, like, like, I feel like she had a difficult time communicating to him. Therefore, she didn't. Yeah, well... Yeah, they're both they, not great at this. No, I agree with you completely. It's it's completely yeah. different to say, hey, I, we need to talk about our careers in Starfleet. And then he says, I don't want to talk about Starfleet. And she says, okay. And then that's the end of the conversation. Right. Whereas the next, like, 10 minutes later, she could be like, they offered me a position on the Enterprise as chief medical officer. I'm going to take it. Yeah, unless you have a good reason for me not to. This is it. Yeah. But yeah, so there's something clearly wrong with him. And by proxy, that means there's something wrong with them. And when I mean them, I mean the Aprils. Right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. They're both not, it's not working out. Sarah leaves. He goes to the bridge. Apparently Dr. Daystrom is going to be on the crew. Or in the crew, which is mm-hmm. cool because yeah. Daystrom, Daystrom Institute. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Neat. Yeah, that's neat. We get an Andorian running through the ship. This might be Jennifer. Hmm. <laughs> no, I okay. don't think Andorians live that <laughs> long, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> she's on a holocall with someone. Which I think this is brand new technology. Unless it was done in Discovery, I don't remember ever seeing it in TOS yeah. or Enterprise. But there's <laughs> there's holograms in Discovery in season one, and there's a plot point where the holographic communicators on the Enterprise, the 1701, cause like a cascade of technical failures. And so mm-hmm. Captain Pike has them removed. Fair enough. So that was their whole like, he also, he does the whole boomer. Holographic communication is bad. It's weird. I don't like it. So. Fair enough. Anyways, I've never yes. finished season one of Discovery. You so. should. It's fantastic. Captain Pike shows up. That's cool. Uh- <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> doing a whole spinoff series with him, man. Come on. on the Up and up uh this hollow call that she's on this person is her sister and she says the empress is displeased with you you need to come Mm. home i'm displeased with you i don't approve of these decisions and the entire time she's having this conversation there's someone else in the turbo lift so it's even more awkward but i'm not sure how the turbo lift is moving because no one's hand is on the little thing thank you Thank so. you. They they no one puts their hands on the thing. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Which I'm actually pretty glad that they got rid of that for TNG. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, that that one episode of DS9, Twisted. With it. <laughs> well, they're not they're trying to talk to the turbo lift and they just they can't figure it out <laughs> because they're not putting their hands on the handle. Yeah. No one has to hear about this. No one. <laughs> this is Lieutenant Lyra She's the communications officer. Yeah. And we find that out because when she jumps off the turbo lift, she bumps into Robert or Rob. Yes. They talk a little bit. Captain April, um, maybe? I don't know. I don't know he, um, you. I don't sense any creepiness from him, Rob. I don't. But it's like every yeah. interaction a woman has with him, they kind of eyeball him. I, I, I don't know. Maybe like. Well, maybe they just, it, you know, they're in, caught off guard because of his, because he hasn't shaved properly. Later on, a yeoman shows up. She looks at him and she's like trying to talk to him. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's not the captain, but he's a senior Mm -hmm. officer. They're interested. It only happened with the women on the ship. So I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah. We meet a Lieutenant Brooks. I'm sorry, an Ensign Brooks. I gave him a promotion. He is your typical science genius. He's nervous and he babbles a whole lot. Cool. He's an astrophysicist. And his expertise is stellar cartography, yeah, which is a useless position on a starship. Uh, well, this is the day. This is before the days of the computer being, you know, all powerful or whatever. So maybe they did have to have like a, a map room, maybe whatever. He saves. He helps save the day later on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, stellar cartography is a worthless job on a starship. He goes to the shuttle bay. Lieutenant Ty is there, and Rob is like, "Yo, look, I've gone over the schematics." This is the weakest area on the ship. This is the place where if we were going to be invaded or infiltrated, this is where it would be. Let's look around. They hear a noise. It's actually one of the spooky boys. Yeah. Lieutenant Lyra and a security officer whose name I never caught. Me neither. But he's a um, big boy. He's trying to flirt with Lyra. He's like, yo, man, Inappropriate. get a drink. Yeah. And she's, I, I don't know if she's being coy or she's just really confused by his line of questioning. She's just like, I think she's confused. She's like, why would we go get a drink? Do you not we think we have, f- have beverages on <laughs> yeah. Andorra or whatever? <laughs> we hear a phaser fire. They run over to it. We get classic TOS fight choreography. Oh, yeah. They're hiding behind a, a box that's way too small for the four of them. They shoot at this thing a bunch of times. It really does. I'm not making this up. It literally just has a flashlight yeah. that apparently is strong enough to blind them or at least you know hinder their vision. I think Lieutenant Ty, like, jumps on it to distract it. Mm -hmm. Lyra smacks it in the head with a really big wrench-looking thing. (laughs) They shoot it. They knock it over. I guess they manage to subdue it somehow. We're in sickbay. Sarah doesn't know how to communicate with it. They really don't understand its biology. They say that maybe Lieutenant Lyra has figured out kind of, like, the language. So they call her down. They're going to revive it. And then uh, while they're standing there... Commander McCain hands Rob some kind of metal shard. And he's like, this was on it when we found it. Yeah. And then they try to wake it up. They give it, I think, two shots of some kind of stimulant that doesn't do anything. And then they're moving around and we get a close up of this thing's hand. And Something comes out of its sleeve. It sits up. I think it kills the orderly or the nurse. It shoots that light again. The Captain Collins goes down. Commander McCain Saw that soul coming. kicks this thing right in the chest. It just kicks it back down onto its bed, and then they phaser yeah. it. <laughs> it starts making some kind of noise, and then Lyra translates it. It just keeps saying, all will die, just over and over mm. and over again. And then it Which is what laughing. the symbol said. Yeah, and I think they kill it somehow. He says, kill it, and then they shoot it a whole bunch with their phasers on. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. I mean maybe I missed that point. <laughs> when I was furiously trying to type before the phaser fire overwhelmed my eardrums. Yeah, no doubt. Now Rob is talking to is is this guy the first officer? So is so Who? lieutenant commander is a lower rank than commander, right? Or is it higher? Correct. Correct. L- lower. Okay. So this guy is command lieutenant commander Corbin. Are you talking about the guy with the yellow eyes? The science yes. officer? Oh, he's the science officer. Okay. That's that's what I thought, because he was in blue, yeah? Yeah, I just... I mean, Spock was in blue. He was the science officer who just happened to be the first officer, so... Right. No, that's fair. No, I think this... I don't think this guy was the first officer. I don't know if they establish a first officer. They don't. Well, because there's Commander Young, who I think is the chief engineer. Yeah, yeah. Commander Kane, who's head of security. Lieutenant Commander Corbin. Lieutenant Lira. No one else is marked any higher than Lieutenant on the list of things besides the Admiral, so interesting so he's talking to him this guy's like we really don't know anything we don't we don't know what they want we don't know who they are we've gone through all of you know the vulcan records these things wake up feed and kill and then rob asks aloud well why would they take a hostage commander corbin says well maybe they've maybe they're evolving to be more cruel sure so maybe that's the reason why they took a hostage is You know, they're like, oh, you know, we don't have to just kill everything that we come across. Maybe we can torture it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm. We see some people scanning in the nacelle, which... And they're wearing, like, the hazmat suits, which I don't think are necessary in the nacelle, but I don't know. Because that's not, like, a populated area, right? Because that's where all the... That's where, like, the plasma buildup is. I don't know. Um, I really don't. Because it changes. Yeah. So often. Yeah, I think there's an episode in which they, like... I think in Generations, the captain of the Enterprise-B suggests that they vent warp plasma from the nacelles to try to disrupt the Nexus. But then there's that episode of TNG where Johnny Luke and that doctor that he's trying to date are, like, Hmm. in one of the nacelles, like, playing music, and it vibrates throughout the entire ship. So... Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Whatever. Well, you could vent it out. I think when he vents it, he vents it into space. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, if uh, they if have you're venting plasma from the right? nacelle, like where is the plasma held or housed? I guess well, you have to be nacelle. able to get down in there, right? So he, he's around. He's in the he's in the nacelle as in the casing, yeah. not in the actual like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it's probably just not explained enough, or it is, and we just don't know. So, but if you do know, write to us.
1: It's sci fi yes. guys
0: at gmail.com. Yes. One of them finds an object hidden behind a panel. And we don't actually get to see what that object is, but we are in our staff meeting. Yay. Yay. Senior staff meeting. The same table as the Admiral's office. <laughs> Whatever it was, was collecting data. I think Dr. Daystrom is actually in this scene. Yeah. The guy are sitting directly to his left is Dr. Daystrom. So cool. They're like, hey... We found this thing. It was collecting data. We don't know what data it was collecting, but it was collecting something. And we wouldn't have found we wouldn't have found it without Lira determining the signal, you know, or cracking the code or whatnot. Rob asks Lira to contact Starfleet and give them the signal so they can go make sure that none of these other devices are on any other ship. And then someone yeah, comes in and hands Corbin like a. This is like padd a P-A-D-D-1, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's an early, <laughs> um, early pad, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, scans have found a ship of some kind on the far side of Jupiter. Interesting. April's like, well, how did you find it? And then he says, well, we used the this device to like trace back to the other ship. And then I think, I don't know who says it, it was Rob or it was um, Commander McCain. No, I'm not yeah, sure. The security officer. One of them says out loud, well, wouldn't that alert them? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that alert the other ship? And then That's as soon good, as they say it, Ooh. the device turns on. <laughs> uh, the timing. Yeah. Rob grabs it, runs out of the conference room, opens up communications with the transport, with one of the transporter rooms. He's like, I want you to, you know, start the transporter beam, but I want you to keep it on and tar- like go outside the ship. This is the guy who actually is Kenneth Smith the director he, this is yeah. the person he actually plays yeah 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 he runs into the transporter room throws it into the transporter beam as it is exploding the explosion molecule by molecule is ripped apart and recombined outside of the ship and that explosion turns into a bigger explosion and he saves the day yeah that once rob, again transporter <laughs> chiefs man the backbone <laughs> of the federation rob is now talking to his wife oh and she's like um they're talking about the captain collins oh she's like, yes there's a virus that's eating him up from the inside. We don't know how, we don't know what, we don't know why. We But we got to get him off this ship because we don't have the, the facilities, you know, to help him. They revive him and then Colin says, hey, man, you need to go find your sister. You know, you're yeah. in command of the ship. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. I said it. I said, oh, yeah. Well, I was just saying they were speaking to, together for once, but it was all work. You know, <laughs> they're not working out their, their issues. Uh, the, the Enterprise lights up and we get underway. I like that. Uh, that April also violates the regulations for speed in space dock because he you know, says you're only quarter so- impulse, doesn't he? Well, they're only supposed to use maneuvering thrusters in spa- uh, when you're. I uh, thought it was one quarter. If they're not in the dock, dock. they're just in a. Sorry, they're not in the uh, the giant space station though. They're just look, in a man, little dock. Look, look, from what I understand, regulation state. <laughs> Maneuvering thrusters only when you're in any sort of mooring. So appreciate that Rob doesn't care about those regulations either. Who's going to tell the great Captain Robert April <laughs> that he is going to... Who's going to give him a speeding ticket for real? <laughs> We have another staff meeting. Brooks explains they can't scan precisely, or at least with precision, to find the, sh- the enemy ship because there's some sort of magnetic field that's preventing them from seeing... For preventing them from scanning... But it's Mm. also preventing the aliens from possibly seeing the Enterprise. Oh. April takes advantage of that. And he's like, good. A little hideout in the asteroid belt. What asteroid belt? The asteroid belt that surrounds... Which one? The one that surrounds uh, whatever that's called. You know what I'm talking about. There is an asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, okay. All right. I mean, they say asteroid field. But they the asteroid do. belt is massive. <laughs> so uh, who knows what part of the asteroid belt that they are in, but that's where they it decide is. to hide. It's so massive that it's, from my understanding, you really don't see one one asteroid from another They're that spread out. There's not like Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Well, I- it doesn't matter. And Jupiter has rings that could be hiding in. I don't know. Sure. I mean, they say asteroid field. They say right. it out loud. And then they're like right next to Jupiter. But, Maybe they blew up some moons and that's where the asteroid field comes from. Maybe there's some other events that I just don't know about. And it's also possible that these are just th- this is like the outskirts that have been captured in Jupiter's, you know, gravitational pull. Yeah. Um, maybe. Or it could I don't be think the it's rings. That close. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Continuity air. We got a continuity air here. Yeah, see, nobody cares. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Captain April's like, great, we'll hide in the asteroid area. I'll beam aboard with a team. We'll find the hostages. We'll beam them out and, you know, do what we can. I don't know who says it, but someone's like, look, we don't know what we can do when we get there. We don't know anything about that alien ship. Brooks mentions, well, you know, in the video of your sister, and then he looks at the captain and says, sorry, I saw (laughs) that they had some computer model. And, you know, that just proves that they don't rely on just themselves. They have to have some sort of infrastructure. They have to have a computer network. So we should be able to hack it. He makes a bold claim (laughs) in this. (laughs) Well, because he says that all computers, no matter what language they're in, come down to a binary system. On or off. Is this true? Yes. Like even in some ancient alien race, the the base assembly or whatever code is going to be yes, no, binary. So the theory is that since all computers are based off numbers, like that, the only way... That you can have computational prowess is you have to have the most basic system, which is something saying on or something saying off. Hmm. So I think that's fairly accurate. Now, I don't know enough about space <laughs> and aliens. We know nothing about aliens. And uh, and future technology. But the theory is sound. He does say... Should <laughs> does he? Okay, in his right, defense, no. he says should. Okay, I'll allow it. I was just like, hmm. You know nothing about these aliens, but you assume their computers work with ones and zeros. Well, because I think he he mentions the specific console model. It looks and, and he when, says it's not it, that, but it looks like it. Yeah, and then when Robert gets to it, it looks exactly like a panel on the Enterprise. So who knows? Yeah, all right. Robert goes to meet with Sarah. She's like, I want to come. And he says, no, but I do love you, though. Uh, Aw, <laughs> uh-huh. look at him expressing feelings, finally. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, mm, deuces. Yeah, I'm out, girl. Bye. Mr. Young. Ooh, uh, well, I say mister, because that's, you know, not the benefit of being a captain. It's the privilege of being a captain, as you get to call mis- people mister. Commander Young says, I can't transport all three of you at the same time. Rob goes first. He beams aboard. He can't communicate back to the ship. He starts moving around. Checking his corners, we come back to the Enterprise. Yo- uh, Commander Young can't tr- transport anyone else, so Commander McCain mm. grabs Lieutenant Ty and says, "Come with me, Commander." Who? The- Commander McCain. The scaredy. Like McCain. Officer. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. They're gonna shuttle over there. They take off, and uh, I don't know. Like, we don't know if it's a Sagan or not, but we actually get to see the outside of this ship. It's more of a rock. Yeah, which- it's like an asteroid that they've hollowed out and turned into an interstellar. Ship. yeah but who like maybe they maybe this has been captured who knows um but rob does in fact find a computer yeah he plugs a thing into it some aliens kind of like walk around they don't see him the shuttle enters this massive shuttle bay and this is this is part of the pacing issue that i have because and i don't know how fast this is happening like in real time like in the movie sure but he's standing there and then 10 seconds after the shuttle was entering the shuttle bay Lieutenant Ty is like right, or uh, Lieutenant Lear is right behind him. And then they find the hostages. They start evacuating. They're planning charges, they get ambushed, some people are dying, Lieutenant Ty or Lieutenant Ty shows up, she wasn't there, apparently she was the pilot of the shuttle. Security mm. guy gets hurt, he shoots somebody with a phaser. I'm really confused. She was the one who piloted the shuttle. They get in the shuttle and they leave. The ships go after them and they detonate the charges. Yes. And I it don't... happens at that speed. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, it's <laughs> little, yeah, it's not too bad. It's a pretty fast pace. Did you get the bit where C- Commander McCain crushed the alien skull in with his bare hands? Yeah. And yeah. Then he got shot in the back and he, yeah <laughs> but that's what you yeah you know, i mean you did squeeze his friend's head until it popped so yeah no it was impressive for sure I mean, he, for he gets shot i think he lives though right he just yeah, wounded. Yeah, yeah he lives he just gets shot they're still being chased by the enemy shuttles or the tinier ships and i have here that lieutenant Ty must have she must know some maneuvers which is more <laughs> than just listfully drifting from left to right no, she's she's bobbing and weaving you know yeah yeah I'm, I'm just making fun of han solo as you should as you should they round a bunch of asteroids that kind of fly through the field the enterprise is like yo man we can't get to you and then i think it's lieutenant tai she's like "No, no 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 we'll come to you and they round this big big asteroid and then the enterprise is just sitting there Fires some photon torpedoes, blows these two shuttles out of the sky. They land. Uh, we're in sickbay. And her his sister is just looking at her hand. I think she's missing some fingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually thought this was going to be some kind of plot thing. Like maybe they were going to turn into more of the Sarians or whatever. Ooh, that'd be Interesting. But they didn't. No, so, they but, didn't. But they lingered really hard on this girl's hand for, like, s- multiple seconds. Yeah. Robert talks to her, then he talks to Sarah, and, and she's like, I can't do anything for Captain Collins. This virus is mutating. We, I have to get him to a medical facility. Rob gets a call from the bridge. They've analyzed the data. The aliens are on, the, on their way to Earth. Apparently with a weapon that can spread the virus to a vast number of people. Yeah, unfortunate. They, sh- they eventually shoot Australia, which... You know, we've already alienated all of Australia, so I guess if they all die from a virus, it's okay. <laughs> and not, we're going like, to lose any fans over it. So, is this post-occupation Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everything um, in my life is post-occupation from now on. Thank you. They start heading towards Earth, and they can only go at warp one. Apparently, there's a problem with the ship. He's like, "How fast can we get there?" And he says, "Warp one." He's like, "Oh, it's not fast enough." So they call Rob, calls another ship. It's the Constitution. And uh, we get another one of those, um... Yeah, you've described this back and forth already. Tolerians? Yeah, Tolerian. Yeah. Decent makeup. It's all right. Yeah. I thought I recognized this guy. I was surprised with with the few aliens we got. We didn't get a Vulcan. Oh, yeah. No, this is where I recognize him. Drunk Disorderly Man from Shaft. No. Hmm. I I recognize him from something. I just don't know what it was. Because when I was looking at him, I was like, man, I know this guy's face. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. He looked like any other Tellerite to me. I can't tell them apart. They <laughs> <laughs> all look the same. Um, oh, no. And uh, he's like, yo, you need to get to Earth. Maximum warp. There's a ship that's heading there. You need to blow it up. And they're like, cool. Commander Young is talking to Brooks. And apparently... The issue is on the out, like there's a panel on the outside of the ship that's restricting them from reaching higher warp speeds, but they can't get to it because they're currently in warp. Right. Brooks is like, well, if we exit the ship with a warp bubble around, like if we do like another warp bubble or we center the warp bubble on you. Something. I didn't quite might catch, be able to do I it. didn't catch the techno babble amongst everything sure. else, but they're going to make sure. the warp bubble bigger. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. For several so, minutes. Yeah. Rob then goes and talks to Sarah, and he's like, look, this is what's going on. These are the circumstances. They have a device that will transmit the virus to hundreds and thousands of people. We need an inoculation, and we need it now. How long do you think it will take? And then she says, I don't know. How long do we have? And he says, we have until we reach Earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, straight up. Sarah's like, I can't do that. And she kind of panics a little bit, but Rob gets real close. And this is why I think he was. This is, this is probably the reason why the admiral wanted him to be the captain of the ship because he gets in and he's like, "You can do this. Yeah, this is what you do. This is what we all do. You know, we do the impossible." He kind of looks at her and she kind of stares at him for a second. She's like, "Are you going to get out of here and captain the ship so I can do my job?" <laughs> he's like, "All right. He's okay. a. He's pretty much. He's a very natural leader, which I. Which I. We. We get very quickly. Oh yeah. He." realizes the security like he realizes the security issue before anyone else he takes command i mean obviously he's he was a fleet like i guess they called him a fleet captain when he got on board he wasn't the captain of the ship right right but when that captain became incapacitated he assumed command quickly authoritatively and effectively he did that's off he did april yeah he was worth his captaincy (laughs) (laughs) captain Jellin and the constitution and some other ships arrive to engage the Sarian asteroid slash ship. Their weapons aren't particularly effective. If they were, this would be a shorter movie. What a surprise. Commander Young gets suited and booted. He's going outside. And he lifts up a panel and starts messing around. Apparently he has like two minutes or so before his warp bubble protection is overridden. Ooh, a time limit on something somebody yeah. has to do. A little, extra, the, a little extra stakes. Before the radiation kills him. Yeah. He finishes it. And goes inside and they hit warp factor six. Ooh. They arrive at Earth the moment the alien ship starts firing something at Australia. They, they hit still Australia penetrated shields. I guess Australia went down under. <laughs> no, sorry. No, I'm not. um, <laughs> oh no, don't do that. They get they, there's the classic thing where this and this happens in every Star Trek movie, it happens in every Star Trek show. Where they can't penetrate the enemy's shields, but mm. they there's a workaround, which is at the moment they have to fire their little green virus laser. They have to <laughs> they have to trans they have to commit all of the energy on board their asteroid ship into the weapon <laughs> S- virus laser. So it lowers the shields. So Rob is like power down the ship and make it look like we're out of commission lieutenant ty is like what are you talking about he's like if they hit us again can you power down the ship and make it look like we're out of commission and she's like we can take one hit <laughs> yeah which is how many they get they turn off all their lights the ship doesn't shoot them again it begins powering up its virus laser and they shoot at it they fire some blue phasers some uh, photon torpedoes and yeah. they blow it up save the day wouldn't this cause like untold massive destruction? Why, when this asteroid's breaking up above Earth and just— Nah, of- it's broken up, and all the small pieces will burn up in the atmosphere. It's fine. Fair enough. I have. I mean, I have. Man, I have. scribe questions. Let's just. Okay. No, let's just let's just move past this. Let's you finish up the. Let's round out the. Uh, round out the. Plot. Are your are your questions necessary for like? What I mean by that is, do your questions need to be asked now, or can you? No, no, no. Later? Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. I'm about to critique the entire Star Trek universe, so let's just wait to the end. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Sarah created the inoculation. It's being uh, distributed amongst the Australians. But they were able to get Captain Collins off the ship, and they can save his life, but he won't be able to be captain anymore because of the complications from the virus. Brooks gets on the turbo lift with Lieutenant Lyra and Captain April, and he expresses some doubts. He's like, look, I don't know if I can do this I don't think I'm cut out for being in space. And April stops the turbo lift and he's like, look, man, you're allowed to be scared. We're all scared, you know, but how we get past that fear is what makes us who we are. And then he's like, "Okay, well, can I get off the turbo lift? He's like, yeah, sure. And then he gets off and apparently he's on the wrong deck. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Lira gets a phone call from Andoria. Is it Andoria? I think so. Andor. I said Andorra earlier, which is probably wrong. Class M planet Andoria, also called Andor. So it has more than one. Kind of like Earth or Terra. Fair enough. Which we didn't talk about how they named the... Well, all right. We'll get back around to it. (laughs) Her mother is the Empress. Uh Uh-oh. It it is like, you have to come home now or your name will be stricken from our records. You will be forgotten, which is the worst punishment. She starts yapping on her a little harder and then uh, Lyra just straight up disconnects. Boss boss move. She pulled out the, the plastic and it was like, Sorry, there's some interference, Mom. i holding <laughs> just... my badge up. Can you hear me? All right. <laughs> April calls his dad, and he's like, look, the last time you, we talked, you asked what I wanted. And he says, I I, I always want I want a wife by my side, friends, and I want to see new stuff. He says, sure. it'll be a long five years. Then he goes to the bridge and kisses his wife, which I don't know if that's allowed, was, but he's the captain. It was inappropriate, but who's going to turn so, him in, I guess? yeah hr who is who's, who's, who is who's hr toby? Who's there's toby no... on the enterprise <laughs> <laughs> we established <laughs> in a previous conversation that Riker is hr for the d yeah but there's no first officer there's on no the ship. first so officer so who is it yeah. i don't know he records a captain's log and then they leave and then he gives the the ship's oath or whatever which is you know space the final frontier blah 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 blah, blah and that's the blah, end of the blah, movie blah. yeah the credits credits and then then were interesting credit scene did you before we get to the credit scene did you notice the credits they broke up the cast by what scene they were from no like it was like this is the uss constitution and then the captain and all this like it it broke it up a little bit it was very interesting hmm. funeral scene and then broke that up there were a lot of actors in this movie yeah a i'm lot. i'm literally. I'm scrolling. And there are a lot of actors in this movie. Yeah, quite a few. It doesn't... Say, I, I'm not going to count them. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, No, no, no. So the end credit scene, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it's, it. I didn't care for it. It is weird. It was weird. Apparently, the, the woman in the scene, the middle one, uh-huh. she was like a big supporter and friend who... I don't have that. It's, it's in a comment on the YouTube thing where he talks about it, where I guess she passed away before oh. the, the movie came out. Um, but he kept he but he would send her updates and stuff and i guess she was big on the the i don't know cons and things like that that they went to so i guess that's that's why she's there yeah it's so it's like a little tribute to her like give her a little line but it was just a weird out of place scene overall hmm Hmm. fair enough well i mean and they did say that there's a part two coming they're in the credits as well so that's neat maybe the fingers will come into play then (laughs) the finger or the the lack thereof yeah yeah so anthony yeah chris in the tradition of us on our podcast after we talk about the the thing that we watch how it exists in the medium in which it exists we do a a short plot breakdown and then we ultimately decide whether or not the movie is worth the price of subscription and if we liked it yeah so what do you think is this worth The price of subscription, well, it's free. (laughs) However much your ISP charges you uh, (laughs) per month is how much this costs. Oh, wow. Um, No, no movie I've ever (laughs) seen is worth that much money. No, I think I kind of, like I said, tipped my hand pretty early on. I liked it. I like the story. I like the hokey effects. Obviously, there's some issues with it that just putting the word fan film on there makes me go, oh, okay, whatever. I'm fine with it. But until they fix those audio issues, unless you're just a huge, huge fan of the original series and want more of it, i'd skip it for now go you know what go on there press play leave just give him a view give him a thumbs up because they obviously put a lot of effort into it do you know think that, that that is an 11 foot model of the uss enterprise yeah i saw that some pictures crazy yeah of them uh, standing in front of it and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah nuts Cool. did not expect that i think he's like i said already he should have taken the l and just released it late releasing it on star trek day probably had got more views but because of the poor audio mixing or like you said, lack of mix at all. You're gonna lose more than you gained. So yeah. maybe release an yeah, extended trailer or something. I don't know. I didn't realize that there was any. I mean, I didn't. When I say that, I I didn't realize why there were audio issues. Like because I didn't read any of the comments or mm-hmm. anything. I, gotcha. I didn't read the reviews until we talked about it. Oh yeah, I you know, read YouTube minutes minutes comments, man. That's what I do. So why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I'm interested. <laughs> you hate yourself? Come yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, man, that's between um, me. <laughs> in myself no no yeah no I, and then once you explained that they had audio issues like oh okay uh, i think i liked it going through the plot i think is i don't necessarily think it's changed my mind about the pacing but it is a fan film and it yeah. is free so any mm-hmm. criticisms i have while i think that they are valid or oh, absolutely are are criticisms of a free thing so yeah, you gotta have uh, context you know yeah no i i really did like i enjoyed watching it i thought it was very star trek um i i I couldn't i couldn't really compare it to an episode that i can remember or a movie that i can remember it captured the Um, flavor without just without copying and pasting a plot that we'd already seen it's it was kind of star trek 2009 ish about how this ship can't be like this invincible ship oh well that destroys a couple ships that like and then goes to earth and then shoots part of it you mean nemesis No, mm-hmm. I guess Nemesis doesn't make it all the way. It doesn't make it all the way to Earth, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, they just yeah. they do the same thing. It just happens to be in Romulan space. I mean, it could be an entire shipyard full of Star Destroyers with Death Star lasers on it. Who knows? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning, it says Earth Terra Sol Three Sector Zero Zero One. Why did they name it three times? Uh, well, because it's the it's the Sol system. No, right? but no, 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 no. I'm not. Oh, like soul 003. I I got you. No, soul um, soul 3 is earth. Yeah, Terra is earth. Earth is earth. Why did you say it 3 times? You just said maybe the same thing 3 times. I don't understand. Maybe that's like the United Federation of Planets are like starfleet designate for earth maybe. But be like if I called you Chris Christopher Topher every time I talked to you. It doesn't make any sense. Chris Chris Christopher son of David. Son uh, of David. <laughs> also, can, when so why, how are ships getting all the way to Earth so often? How is this happening? Where are the sensors? Where are the defense platforms? like they don't they don't have them. Why? Because it's oh okay. Earth has never faced an existential threat before oh okay, sorry, you're right. at this point, maybe, but <laughs> but by the time, how many of our different Klingon attacks? Uh, the cylinder from Star Trek Voyager look the man, giant whale it, ship look, more man, Klingons. If you're, The Borg, the Dominion, like, where are the defense platforms? Why is it always like, we gotta rush back home? Like, why don't you leave anybody for defense? If you're asking me why an indestructible ship is able to reach Earth, but they don't know about it until it's in the system, it's hiding behind Jupiter. Come on. No, I agree. It's a plot hole. It's a plot hole in every single instance in which it happens. I just, and I, I just, I don't, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for them to be over it. <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah. This is my first fan film. Was this, have like, you ever seen a fan film of anything? Yes. What, did yes. You, what was that? I watched a Star Wars fan film. Interesting. Well, so there's a couple that are on YouTube and, yeah. and uh, there are a lot about Darth Revan. Oh. The Republic. Okay. And I saw one. I thought it was pretty neat. Sure. There is a. There are a lot of Star Trek films. Oh yeah. No, I. I'm, I'm looking at one on IMDb right now called Star Trek Horizon. Yeah, I watched the intro of that. Hour and forty two um, minutes. <laughs> it. Uh, the effects are great. It takes place in the uh, the Enterprise era. Mm. Um, there's okay. there's another one called uh, what Hidden Frontier or something like that. That is like just them in front of green screens the entire time. So I'll be skipping it. <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah there's a lot of them um there's like a whole little group of people who, that's that's what they do and that's rad yeah oh, oh, oh. yeah that's interesting oh james Doohan voiced captain april in the animated series oh interesting all right okay hold on hold on hold on the wife sarah april actor tara ox oaks o-c-h-s sarah Ochs. she was in selma oh she was in allegiant um. Okay. Man, I can't wait till they release that fourth movie. Shut up. Detergent. Detergent. Um, <laughs> I love that joke. It's so stupid. Uh, that's about it. That's the only thing I recognized well, I I didn't recognize her at all. That's the only thing that I can really tell on her IMDb. Gotcha. She's in a bunch of episodes in Nashville, The Resident. She was in Squidbillies. Cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Actually, I have a Squidbillies. I enjoy it. It's, one I don't of really my, it's a it, but... guilty pleasure of mine because it is yeah. dumb, but I enjoy it quite a bit. Shall, I think she also wrote, produced, and starred in something called Super Center. Nah, sure. It's a TV movie. Sure. That's animated. thats I, I don't have any additional info other than that. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. All right, man, anything you want to add? Nah. I think I said everything I need to say. I mean, hopefully Dude fixes the sound and re-releases this so I can watch it fully yeah gonna enjoy it a little bit more for sure oh man so th- so commander mccain paul teffler telfer yeah telfer he has been in a bunch of stuff yeah he he's has. been in D- days of our lives agents of shield once upon a time call of duty csi cosmos the vampire diaries man this guy's been in a lot of stuff cool he yeah. also played bear grills in a tv short called bill bear grills facing up okay I don't know what that's about. All right, we're in the weeds searching for content. (laughs) This has been one more episode of the B-Roll Podcast. If you liked what you heard, consider giving us a follow, a like, five-star review, comment, click the little heart button, whatever it is on your podcast streaming service of choice. If you want to let us know of any other fan films that we should be checking out or just in general science fiction or science fiction adjacent media, you can hit us up at sci-fi.com wiseguys at gmail.com we're also on the twitter at b underscore roll podcast and on the gram at sci-fi wise Guys. if you don't know what any of those things are you can find us on facebook at the b-roll podcast group and we'll gladly <laughs> accept you there if you really really liked what you heard and you want to throw uh, some support our way we do have a patreon at patreon.com slash b underscore roll uh, we do release a uh, little extended scenes or Cut items there, anything that doesn't quite make it for whatever reason, as well as any of our just way too off topic conversations. And I know you're thinking that we include all of our off topic conversations in every podcast <laughs> release, but that is not true. Unfortunately, not true. Fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know, but definitely not true. So we appreciate your support. You, th- you throw us that way. um And if not, that's okay too. Just we appreciate you sharing us with your friends and then sharing us with your enemies because yeah. they deserve it. Yes. Well, like Anthony said, you know we appreciate the support. We appreciate everyone who's listened, listening, or will or will listen. I want to say thanks. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And know that you are loved, appreciated by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Bye. Thanks, guys. actually I had to delete some posts on the facebook group today they were about camera work oh yes yeah the b-roll <laughs> podcast group the b-roll podcast is not about b-roll no it is not uh, we are b-roll no i don't know it doesn't matter